Welcome to episode number 16 of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, we're going to dive into a conversation today about uh, evaluating our program and the progress and things that we're doing as as a nonprofit organization. Of course, everyone wants to be successful, right? But how do we know? How do we know we're being successful? How do we know my word, being effective in the things that we're supposed to be doing? How do we know if our programs and our activities are moving us closer to our vision? How do we even know if we're making any difference at all? That's one of the things I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, What that keeps me up at night. How do we know that we're doing the right thing? So, Nathan, before we get started, why don't you define the word evaluation? What, what do you mean when you use the word? Sure. Um, you know, evaluation, the way we're going to use evaluation today uh, for this podcast is a broad-based umbrella term to describe anything that helps an organization to critically assess and measure how, how well their programs are helping the organization to achieve its vision and mission. So it's interesting, before we uh, launched this, this episode, uh, we did some Googling on nonprofit evaluation. And we got 187 million hits. That is a heck of a lot of hits. Um, Incredible, isn't it? But obviously, this is a topic that people are interested in. Yeah, Tim, when I saw that that 187 uh, million, I I had to go back to uh, Mr. Hackle's uh, fifth grade math class and make sure I had my tens and my hundreds and my thousands. That that is a big, that's not a number that you actually see very often. And so obviously there's a lot of people that are talking about this. And um, so let's get started. And um, our first thing is to, why should you even think about starting uh, um, to measure your programs? And I think, first of all, it, it helps you make good programming decisions. And, you know, running a, 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 as an executive director, a small to medium sized nonprofit, there's enough ambiguity in everyday life of a, of a smaller nonprofit. And so any opportunity that you get to have real data that helps you to make solid decisions on your organization, you should be taking that opportunity to get that, you know, raising money, securing good staff, finding good volunteers, that, that stuff's hard enough on its own. Uh, And if you're spending time, revenue, energy on programs that aren't as good as they should be or aren't as efficient as they good as they should be, that's just that's just wasted opportunity. So it helps you make good decisions uh, about your programming. Second, and going back to fundraising for a second, if you are trying to secure major gifts um, and again, a, a major gift for an organization, what an organization defines its own definition. So a major gift for your organization might be $500 or it might be $5,000 or 50,000 or half a million. It, it doesn't make any difference. Whatever you define it as, if those gifts are, if you're going after those type of gifts and, you know, Tim, that's, that's what we should be doing is going after those type of gifts for our organizations. Donors are wanting to have more and more proof that you are doing what you say you're doing, that you are truly making a difference in the world. And the way that you do that is through measurement. That is how you can show you know, board members and donors and, and other funders that 
we are in fact doing what we what we say we're doing and we're making a difference. So definitely a reason to, to start to measure your programs. And I think another reason to, to measure programs is um, it's one of the only ways to determine if your programs are really making the impact that you think they are. And as, as nonprofit executive directors, sometimes we don't see the forest because of the trees. We, we get into the, the organization where we've been there for a long time or we're coming in from the outside and uh, and pretty soon we, we're an insider. We're, we're in the trenches and we're doing the work. And you know we've done this program. This organization has done this program for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And you, you get into it and you believe that you're making a difference. You believe that you're having the impact, but maybe you don't see some of the, you know, like we have a, at our house inside the the door, the front door, you come in the door and then you go up the steps. And this is a, this is a story that is from the uh, family lore uh, of the Nathan Ruby family. And our daughter uh, had early when she laptops were coming out and when, when kids, school kids actually had laptops, uh, she was at the top of the stairs and she dropped her laptop. And now there's a there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of back and forth between the siblings of why she dropped the laptop. Let's just say that she dropped it. It came down the steps, crashed into the into the wall and it put a hole in the uh, in the wall there. Well, that hole is still there. And it's there because, you know, we talk about it as family when we walk by it and, and it's a memory from the past. But I think the biggest reason is we don't see it because it's every day. And that's what happens to the executive directors when you're in programming and you do it every day, every year, five years, 10 years, and you don't see things that are there. Program evaluation will help you find the things that you can't see on your own. Nathan, I was I was working with an organization. Um I was in a meeting and they were sharing about, about some, some things that had happened, kind of celebrating some things, talking about who they were as an organization. And someone on the, on the, on the, in the meeting said, but what you're sharing, that was from like five years ago. What's, what's happening now? Like the things that you say that you're doing, let me know what's, what's going on right now. And to your point, you know, we can, jump in with a vision and get excited and some great things happen, but are we continuing to do what we say that we do and how do we figure out if that's true or not? So very, that's a very good point. Yeah. And, and I, you know, for people, my personality, I am a, uh, I'm a vision person. Um, The details uh, is not something that is always relevant to me. And I have to really be careful when I'm, uh, wh- whether it's the the organization I work for or whether a, a consulting client, um, I I tell a good story, um, and the facts, you know, the facts are important, but let's not get in the way of a good story. And you know, this is this program evaluation is a place where where you make sure that the facts back up the story that you're telling. Well, there's some things that we probably need to do before we start measuring. Why don't you, why don't you share a couple of those things? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I have three things and there's probably like 97 things, uh, but we only have three. Uh, but first is I think organizations spend too little time uh, and effort really identifying what they are trying to measure. Uh, and it, this is, 
I think spending a considerable amount of time talking about planning, you know, what is it that we really are trying to get to? And, and I think as part of that planning process, don't try to do, if this is the first time you've ever done any project uh, evaluation, don't try to do too big of a project. I mean, don't, don't take your, uh, you know, one of your primary programs and then, you know, try to figure out in, in, in a, a month, whether or not it's, it's, it's still viable or not. I, I don't know. Just don't pick too, too big of a project, take something small, get some, uh, get some experience, you know, practice a little bit and, and work your way up from there. And I think if you're, if you're in a, a small staff or a no staff situation, um, or a few staff, your frontline staff and your volunteers, your active volunteers that are actively working in the organization, they probably already know uh, or have some ideas on where to start. Uh, and so bringing those folks into that conversation is a good place to start for trying to, to identify what are we going to start with. Um, second is make sure that you have the right data collection capability. Um, and I've seen this happen a whole lot of times. The organization, they want to start doing a, a program evaluation and they've never done it before. They get really excited. And then they realize that they don't have the right software package to, to really collect the data. Or there's an app that they can get that, that'll collect all of this data. And But then they don't have the staff that's trained to do it. Or they don't have enough staff at all. Um, if you If you pick a project to work on and you don't have the data collection capacity or the human capacity to to collect it you're going to be you're going to have a mismatch and i'm not saying that evaluation has to be expensive or staff intensive because it doesn't but you have to have realistic goals between this is what we're going to bite off and this is what our actual capacity is you have to make sure that those are in alignment so that's something you should be thinking of. Um, and then the, the third thing is, what is your organizational capacity for change? So what if the measurement shows your program is totally ineffective? Do you have the ability as a leader and as an organization to make radical changes, to drop a program, um, or to make significant investment in the program to get it up to where it needs to be? to a preferred outcome. So I'm not saying don't do the measurement because you're afraid of what you might find, but just know that when you start doing this program evaluation, you're going to find out things about your program that you didn't know. Um, you're probably going to find out things about your program that you didn't want to hear. And that's what program evaluation is for. And so just, just be ready that you're going to hear things that you really didn't realize. And now you're going to, once you have the information, now you got to do something about it. And what is that going to look like? So just another thing to keep in mind as you start through this process. Nathan, I want, I want to go back and we're going to talk more about this uh, here in a few minutes, but I want to go back your first, your first point was that organizations oftentimes they spend too little time really identifying what they're trying to measure. And that is, that is such a profound statement in a lot of ways. So make sure you know um, what it is you're trying to measure and, and what is behind that. 
Yeah. And I think in, in some areas of the nonprofit world, it's doing evaluation is a little more cut and dried. It's, you know, in, in fundraising, you know, did we raise X amount of money or did we raise Y amount of money? Did we have X number of donors or did we have, you know, Z number of donors? Um, Social media is kind of that way. There's some very specific things that you can measure to tell you certain things. But in program evaluation, it's a lot more eclectic. You know, it's not definite. It's it's not necessarily cut and dried. It because you're looking at whatever your whatever your outcome is, whatever your uh, vision and mission is. Next is a few definitions, <clears throat> and the more you dig into this this world of program evaluation, um, you know, just think of the 187 million hits we got on Google. 187 million hits. There's a lot of information in there and there's a lot of words and there's a lot of definitions and there's a lot of, this is a big complex uh, field. And so just a few definitions that might uh, clear some things up for you. So let's start with output versus outcome. And these are two words. They have a, they sound similar. They've got similar spellings in them but they are very, very different concepts. So the first is output. And an output is something that we've done, something that the organization has achieved. So for example, an output would be, we distributed 127 backpacks at our back to school day. All right, that is an output, 127 backpacks. This year we did 127 uh, backpacks. Last year we did 100 backpacks. So Yay for us. We increased our output by 27%. Outcome, all right? An outcome, though, is 80% of our parents who participated in back-to-school day said the backpack was a key component of their child's success in school. An outcome is connected to the vision and mission of your organization. An outcome tells you, is our program working or is it not working? So an output can help tell the story, but the output in and of itself probably doesn't tell you exactly the information that you're looking for. So so outcomes come first. Outputs are a piece of that outcome. All right. So next is if you're spend any time in this area, um, you are going to hear the phrase key performance indicator. And the acronym for key performance indicator is KPI. If you Google KPI, you are going to get a ton of hits, uh, both in the for-profit world and in the nonprofit world. So what is a KPI? Well, a KPI, according to, uh, what's my source here? Uh, According to the simple KPI website, a key performance indicator is a type of measure that is used to evaluate the performance of an organization against its strategic objectives. So a KPI and an outcome are similar, uh, but KPIs are usually what an organization will two or three, maybe four key strategic things that we're trying to accomplish. So these are the big, important things. So for an example, let's say that you're a local historical society and your vision for the for your historical society is to teach every seventh grader in the county about local history. You want every seventh grader 
to know certain things about their local history. All right. So a KPI could be to increase increase seventh grade classrooms visiting the museum from 50% to 72% this school year. Right. That could be a KPI. We're talking about seventh graders. We want to increase from 50% to 72%. This is a key focus for our museum for this year. All right. But the KPI by itself does not give you a plan to accomplish that goal, but it establishes what your goal is. So once you have the KPI of increasing from 50% to 72%, you still have to create a plan on how to get there. So the KPI by itself is not the answer. It's a goal. Then you create the plan to hit the goal. All right. So those are KPIs. Um, Two things that, to be honest, I get mixed up all the time. Uh, I don't know if this is statistics or what this is, but uh, make sure there's two different types of of, uh, evaluations. One is quantitative. And so that is actual things to count or measure. So back to our backpack, um, to our backpack example, you know, a hundred and, or what was my backpacks? 127 backpacks. That is a quantitative measure. All right. Then there's qualitative measure. So qualitative is stories, culture, intuition. So a quantitative uh, goal back to the historical society is increasing from 50% to 72%. That is a quantitative measure. A qualitative measure at the at the historical society is having a seventh grader talk about how cool it was to visit the museum and what they learned about their local history, about their family or, or what it was like to live in their town years ago. That would be a qualitative uh, measure. So understand the difference between quantitative and qualitative. In a lot of nonprofits that I've worked in, you know, we we're not working with widgets. <laughs> Oftentimes we're working with people and, uh, and changing communities and some of, some of those kinds of things. And oftentimes people on our board come from for-profit companies where, Hey, we put out so many cars and we made so many widgets and we have so many loaves of bread being bought and, and it's very quantitative and, and that's good. I mean, you can actually measure that. Um, and we need quantitative measures in nonprofits, that, like you, your backpack example or your visitors to a historical society. Those are important, but not at the expense of qualitative, where we talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> feelings and 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 in intuiting what's what's the atmosphere, what's the environment, how have things how things change. And so we need both. And that's the key. Uh, your your for-profit board members will really push you on the quantitative in a good way, but sometimes they miss the qualitative. What's the quality of life? What is, what's the quality of life that's changed because of the work that we've, we've done? And so just saying we need both. We don't want to sacrifice one or the other as we talk about what's really happening, what we're really doing as a nonprofit organization. Yeah, Tim, that's a great point. And ultimately, any nonprofit, I, I don't care what you do, what sector you're in, if you're in the medical sector or social services, it, it doesn't make any difference what you're doing in a nonprofit. Your donors want to know how you are changing lives 
and uh, changing lives and saving lives. Those are the two things they want to know. So the qualitative component of our example with the historical society is how have you changed the life of that seventh grader now, now that, that they know about their roots, about where they came from and, and the history of their county or whatever it is, how has that changed their life or made their life better? And those are, those are the stories that you, those are, well, first of all, they're much, much harder to, to capture the information and it's much harder to communicate that information versus, you know, you had one seventh grader come in the door. That's, you know, one on the clicker. That's pretty easy to do that. But the qualitative is much more difficult. And, but it is, Tim, you're exactly right. It is, both are important, but qualitative is, is probably, I don't know if I should say more important, but it's really important. How about that? So, all right. Uh, next is metrics. And you'll hear this word. If you spend any time in this category at all, you're going to hear this word a lot. And a metric is a specific measurement of a specific thing. Um, and so backpacks, you know, 127 backpacks, that's a metric. Um, but you have to be careful with metrics because you have to understand what is telling you. So let's say that you're going to have a special event and your goal is to increase uh, attendance at the event 15% over last year. Okay. That's a metric. Our goal is a 15% increase. So for easy math, we had a hundred uh, people last year. We want 115 this year metric, but that doesn't tell you the whole story because you could hit that metric. You could hit 115 people and celebrate. Yay. We did that. But what if revenue was down from last year or what if revenue was up? What does that metric tell you about the increase or decrease of revenue? Did the people, the 115 people who attended the event, do they better understand who you are and what you do and the impact that you make in the world? Can they leave that event and go tell other people what they experienced at your event? That doesn't have anything to do with how many people were there. Um, and what are people going to say or do now that they've attended your event? So metrics are not bad. Metrics are good. Just understand what they are and what they aren't telling you. I would also say, Nathan, metrics are only as good as the as they measure the correct thing. And that's important all the way back to where we started. What are you going to measure? What are you looking at? How, what are you going to use to evaluate? How are you going to, you know, what are the things that you're looking that will tell the story of whether you're effective or not. I do have a couple of uh, parting ideas that that I hope are helpful. Uh, one, don't forget, keep it simple. Don't, especially if this is the first time you've done this, uh, just don't don't bite off more than you can chew. Pick something that's simple that you can that you can replicate. I mean, if if you pick something that only happens in your organization twice a month. It's going to be really hard to collect the data on that and come up with a with something that's useful. So keep it simple. Something that happens a lot. Something that you can actually do. Um, pick out one thing that you want to measure. Collect data on it. Use that data to make an improvement, and then repeat. Pick another thing. Collect data on it. Make changes to to make it better. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. 
and, and this doesn't have to take, you know, months and months and months. This process can go, you know, fairly quickly, depending on what you're picking out, but just do it, get better at it. Don't worry about it. If you've never done it before and you're not very good at it, you know, seek out some help. Uh, you know, Tim and I would love to talk to you and, and give you some more of our insight on these things and some of the things that we've done in the past. Um, there's lots of resources. Uh, what was it? I got to look at the number, Tim, 187 million or whatever it was. There's lots of people out there that can help you uh, if you feel like you need some support. But um, this is really important stuff. It'll make your programs better. It'll make your organization more efficient, more effective. And you know, you didn't get in this job. It, you didn't get in this job to do half the job or to do less than the absolute best you can do. That's not why you are doing this. You got in here to make a difference and make all the difference that you can. Program measurement is one of the ways that you can be the best that you can possibly be. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership, helping you navigate the murky, tumultuous waters of nonprofit leadership. Each week, we bring you a mixture of encouragement, information, stories, and practical tools to make your journey just a little easier, more fun, and helping you make a greater impact in the world. Would you like a deeper dive into today's topic? Then come on over to the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership website where you will find resources and tools that you can use. Plus, you can connect with Tim and me. We'd love to hear from you. So to all you executive directors and those aspiring to be one, see you next week.